Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is the 14th of November. It is Dream Theme Thursday. We are in the heart of fall. Some people fast forwarded to winter. Some of us keep going back to summer, but we're here. And Thanksgiving is in just a couple weeks. Actually, it's last week. It's two weeks from today in the U.S. So we have a lot of stuff going on. This is it, kicking off the season. But before we do that, of course, we have to read all these dreams. And I have a ton of them today, as usual. So I am going to get started. Um, I don't know if this is anonymous, but I'm going for it. Hi, Nadia. I had a new dream. And if you don't mind, I would like to hear interpretation of the dream I sent three weeks ago above in the chat. Let me see. Was it this one? I thought I read it. Okay. I don't know. I'm going to read this one and then I can check back to see if I read it. The new dream. I was in the bar. Some older man was interested in me. I was sick and tired of older men. I didn't want anything with them. Then I was in my hometown. I wanted to cross the bride, but the ride was really high. Cross the bride. I wanted to cross the bride, but the tide was really, oh, bridge. But the tide was really high. Everything was under the sea. I had house slippers on. I went back to give them to the travel agent I know in my town. Because I knew I couldn't swim with them on my feet. But when I came back, the sea was gone. Everything was completely dry. It looked too dry. Thank you so much. Sending love. It's funny because older men, once they feel that they're not young anymore, I guess, and not as reckless, once they're thinking a little more, they get shy. It's hard to assume that a woman, a younger woman, would be interested in them, which in some cases is true, but in a lot of cases is not true. And Wanting not to swim with slippers on, you know, your house shoes, that would make sense, but you could always just take them off and jump in. But instead, you go and give them to somebody, and you go home, and then you go back, and it's gone. You wanted to cross the bridge. It's funny that you wrote bride there, because you're you're just sick of older men. Now you're thinking you got to cross the bridge. The tide's really high. Everything was under the sea. You couldn't go in the sea. But when you came back, the sea was gone. Everything was completely dry. It looked too dry. This is telling you nothing is as it seems. Nothing. Whether it's an older man that you might not be interested in. Older for some people could be five years. For other people, it could be 10 years. For other people, it could be 20 years. Whatever that means. Maybe there's nothing that is as it seems. When an older man 
searches or seeks a younger girl. This is just a man to a girl, not the woman being attracted to him. You have to really, really be careful because nothing is as it seems. Even though in your dream, you just were tired of older men. This is something that every single woman I would like to tell is when you are younger, we get enthralled at times, not like what you felt in your dream, that somebody older is interested in us because we associate them with being wiser, having more experience, being more well-established. But a lot of times, older men who go to younger women have a hard time being around women that are their own age if they don't feel they are financially inept or financially okay, they feel inept in that world, or, or they don't feel like they can compete with someone who can see them. So when a younger girl, they can control, an operative word here being controlled, because I see a lot of younger couples, younger girls with older men type couples, and he's the one in control. Once he can get a bite, meaning a girl to follow along. So there's a skepticism there for you, and you are just not attracted. You were attracted to swimming, and you had a few things you had to do, and you were attracted but when you went back there was nothing there so it's just saying don't decide so easily so quickly that a certain segment is the one you don't want because it's funny everything we fear or say we don't want for some reason shows up at our door for us to understand why so just know that Everything is not as it seems. If you are attracted to someone, regardless of who the someone is, get to know them. You don't need to date them or jump into their world with them or invite them into everything you do. But to make sure that you have standards in terms of the kind of person you would include in your life, regardless of age, where you met them, all of that, just making sure you have standards. And when I say standards, not like, oh, well, they have to be this, 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 and this, but you want them to be kind. You want them to be truthful. You want them to be not someone you could talk to in the beginning, because everyone can talk in the beginning. It's amazing the beautiful things that happen in the beginning before the other person's dominant habits come into play which they usually let go of upon first meetings. Even in narcissism, the first seven meetings, on average, that you meet with them, they show no signs of being narcissistic. Seven. By seven, you're committed. And so it makes it hard to leave. So just know nothing is as it seems. There's one thing in here that I want you to pay attention to, and that's the fallacy of somebody walking into your world, you knowing you love them, and then sweeping you off your feet. The fairy tale dream. The fairy tale dream 
I want to say small percentage. Some people say it happened with them. But most of the time, you just, you meet somebody and you truly from your heart admire them. And that's what people know. Like you admire them, you respect them. And they've proven, whether it's their life's work or the way they speak or the way they approach you, that there is a sense of respect that they understand and are able to incorporate into their lives. So nothing is as it seems. You want to feel at home like you had your house slippers on, but when you went back, it was dry. You thought it was beautiful. You wanted to jump in. Think about that. But you have to find out what's behind what you want to jump into. Are those waters safe? Are they what you believe will work for you in your life? So that's pretty much the up and down of it. Because it's an interesting thing when we are single and we are looking. And I don't care who it is because you don't know if people are married or not or dating or not. You go out into the world and you're looking like, wow, that would be a good partner. Wow, that person seems kind. Why that person? But you don't have the opportunity to meet all those people, but you're constantly assessing. Even if you have no plans of dating, people are constantly assessing. Those assessments, practice your standards there. Does that person seem genuinely kind? Is that person genuinely respectful? Are they aggravated? Are they impatient? Are they, you know, and you can tell that all in a minute. Just by meeting someone, you could feel that. You can feel whether you're rested or whether you feel competitive or whether you want to be loved by them and then you don't care if you love them back. You just want them to love you or whatever it is that goes through your mind. Keep close to your heart what you want in your life. Who would be the ideal person for you to share your life with? And I would even go as far as writing down in my mind, who would work well with me? Because I know who I am. So what would be the kind of person that I would want in my life? who would be perfect for me, not perfect, period, but perfect for me, flaws and all, them and myself. Where could I be the most natural? Where could I feel like I don't have to hide anything or feel bad about anything? Where can I have emotional freedom? And the reason I say write it down, because sometimes when we think things through, we tend to forget, but write it down because when you're out in the world and you run into who and what you believed would be perfect for you, you will recognize them. I really, really, really want you to think about that you will recognize them. That is huge. Huge beyond telling. It's like you're reading something in a book 
when you're in school and you go out into the workforce and you start using that knowledge. You just start using it. So give yourself a plan in your mind, in your heart. Really think about what will work for you because nothing is as it seems. That big body of water is what you wanted to see, and when you went back, it wasn't even there. Yet you were ready for it. So that's telling you you're ready. So pay attention to what you see. Not just older men that you don't want to get to know. Because those younger guys you meet are one day going to be older men with you. So pay attention. Nothing is as it seems. So I'm going to go on to my next dream, and it says, Hi, Nadia, if there's time, could you please interpret my dream, and I would like to remain anonymous. In my dream, I heard a child being attacked, and I quickly entered a strange house. When I went inside, I didn't see anyone, and I went to the next room, and there I saw a man that looked a bit like the Hulk. But he was white, short, dirty, short hair, not wearing a shirt. His muscular body was very thick and square-shaped. Three children, a girl and two boys, were standing next to him with their backs facing a wall. Okay. Nadia, although I didn't feel it, I think that the girl and the two boys were supposed to be my twin brothers and me, but I didn't feel it in the dream. Looking back, they sort of looked like us when we were children. When I entered the room, no one looked at me, the Hulk or the children. It was if, as if I wasn't there. The Hulk was trying to cut off a piece of tape and seemed to be either taking his time or he wasn't able to cut the piece off. The three children were just standing there as if the Hulk were making them stand there. At the same time, he wasn't restricting their movements or had them tied up in any way. The children were standing there stoic, like if they were waiting for something to happen. Looking back, it seems as though he wanted to tape them to the wall. I knew that there was no way I could get all the children out safely. I knew that I needed help. In the next room, I knew that my other brother, who is a martial artist, was there speaking to a few people. I yelled out, help somebody come here. Nadia, one thing that I do recall is that I believe this is the first time I yelled out for help in my dream. Throughout my life, I never once yelled out for help. In those dreams, my mouth would open and I would want to scream out, but not a word would come out. Back to the dream. Once my brother and the others entered the room to help, I woke up. After waking up from this dream, I thought for a long time, how could I have taken the children away safely by myself? But it seemed too difficult. I can't figure this one out. Nadia, much love your way. This dream, I know it sounds funny to say because you thought it was you and your brothers and, you know, it was. And there was somebody I'm going to call that somebody, an invisible person who had potential to hurt you guys, but he didn't. But it did tell you that while somebody is planning something that's hurtful, 
you still have time to get away. It doesn't mean you have to go in and save everybody. It doesn't mean it's up to you to do all the work you can ask for help. But this dream definitely speaks to the fact that sometimes we feel like we have to do everything. Whether you are a child waiting for direction from an adult, even though this adult seemed like he had ill will, or asking a family member or a friend for help. We are not immobilized as we think. We have a presence of mind that allows for us to think past what is going on. We have a gut feeling like, wow, something's not right here. The guy's trying to get some tape together. We could all run. We could all bite him. We could all, I mean, there's three of us and one of them. And you were able to ask for help in this dream. You had the presence of mind to know what you can do and what you cannot do. The silent child would have waited for someone. The adult who couldn't ask for help was no longer there, but the one that could ask for help is there. So it's showing your progression of waiting for something to show up at your door to trying to do everything yourself to understanding it takes a village. Do you see the progression? Child being controlled by an adult, and maybe that adult taking their time because they don't even know they're hurting you. They're just doing whatever they're doing. You normally would stand there and take it and then respond. You normally feel it's all about you, never counting in that your brothers could help and they're standing right next to you. But then going to get someone who is qualified to maybe take this big bully on or this big thug on and you were able to ask for help. So you went from being silent to doing everything yourself to asking for help. I know it sounds a crazy way to have seen that, but that's, that's your dream. And honestly, as I was reading it, I was like, oh, wow. Oh, ew, that's kind of creepy. These kids are, you know, but all it is is about your progression. You being able to, you know, as kids, we don't even know what's coming. Until it happens, and we're like, oh, even though we have like that instinct, some of us run. I was a runner when I would, I didn't know at the time how in tune that I was, but when I would see trouble coming, I used to just run away. And until now, I do do that. Sometimes it takes me longer to get out, but I do not stay. I do not stay for more. It's not because the people are so bad, but if what they're doing to me is bad to me, I know to go. And you are now saying, okay, I see where this is going. I know I need help and assistance. Let me go get it. So huge progression here for you. You're starting to see yourself as part of a bigger picture instead of the burden of everything is on your shoulders. Everything will go back to you, whether it worked or not, whether it was good or not, all that judgment, judgment, judgment that we put on ourselves 
once we can release that, we can allow other people to come in and work with us. And we trust that they will do their job. So you have grown huge in this dream. Huge. And thank you for that little backstory because that's what put it together for me to see the progression for you. So thank you so much for that dream. And I hope that helps. I have another dream and it's by Chris Kipwood. So now we've had Chris three weeks in a row getting to know Chris quite well. Let's see. Nadia Hug. I had a dream that something was shoot, shooting white laser beams from the dark sky at my belly. Then I ran into the room with an open fire and throw a cigarette into the fire. My mother and my grandmother were sitting on the sofa nagging at me, LOL. I started to wake up and felt a creature clinging to my back and I shouted, get off, and it did. Then I heard a voice in the name of love. That's it. Thank you. Hug. You feel like you're cleaning up and you're doing a good job of it. Thinking of a white laser beam, when you think of white anything, you're able to have gotten yourself through all of the nooks and crannies in your mind of all the things you don't want to or can't see. And then fire purifies and Two most likely very pure people in your life, your mother and your grandmother, were sitting on the sofa and they were nagging you, but you actually thought it was funny. When you started to wake up, the old ego tried to come back and, and, and re-sew itself on you somehow. And you faced it and just told it to go away and to get off. And it did. But the bigger, bigger, bigger lesson or picture in all of this is that you knew just like the other dream where she knew to get help or he knew to get help you knew that you could control ego as opposed to ego controlling you think about that that's a good thought for today even is that you can say, hey, you know what? I don't want you on my back. Get off. Because ego is obedient to you. Ego is obedient to love. Ego doesn't sit around. Now it sounds funny to say that, but waiting for someone to tell it to leave pretty much gets its way all the time. That's pretty kind of par for the course. Because we don't even see it coming. But in the last dream and in this dream, you told that ugly thing that clung on your back to get off. And what happened? It did. Because ego is obedient to love. You know, we say these things and people are like, wow, that sounds good, but don't knock it until you try it. And you're not knocking it, but when we say something sounds good, we kind of don't believe it all the way. 
and we think everything's too good to be true, but we do have control over those thoughts that come into us that are full of hot air. We have control to put a pin in that balloon and blow it up. It's one of the things that, thank God I know, because had I not known it, I would have made decisions that were much less fulfilling and would have kept me spinning in my lifetime. So really think about that. Very, very cool. I also have um, another dream. This one's off the Facebook page, the radio page, Dream Theme Thursday. What does it mean from Susan Ulrich? What does it mean when we are able to remember dreams most of the time? What does that say about us? It just some people can and some people can't. It doesn't make anyone more special than anybody else. Um, some of us sleep deeper. Some of us just have a different kind of imagination. Because um, I know like you, Susan, Chris, um, there's some people that send in a lot of anonymous dreams and they remember them detail for detail. They will remember them. I don't remember them like that. Um, I will remember them while they're happening, and then I'll wake up, and I'll be like, well, where did you go? Hey, come back. I want to remember how good that felt. Wait. And I'm looking for it. I'm searching. But some people remember them in details because their mind just sorts things out that way. Because a lot of people sort things out during the day while they're awake. They they, They see it coming. They say, hey, you know, this is what I'm going to do here, and they kind of clean up along the way. And other people, if they can't see something, their dreams show them. A lot of times when I was, and this happened to me in college all the time, when I would take a math class or a certain class and I'd be studying all the time and my brain just wants to figure it all out. And then I would dream about it and literally figure it out in my dream. Like, oh, that just works like this and that goes here and this goes there. And okay, I get it. And it completes the picture. Um, that's what dreams do. So if you're remembering them, you know, you're you needing to complete a lot of things. And, and as far as you go, Susan, personally, you do do that a lot. I mean, they come into like 3D and huge fantasy. And it might seem like, oh, my gosh, you know, like, what does that mean? But it usually goes back to, you know, paying attention to the details of your mind and of your heart. And you're in tune to that. You want to know. So your your mind is delivering what you want to know because we do get what we ask for. Let's say in the other dream, Chris Kipwood didn't tell that clinging thing on his back to get off. Well, now he's going to deal with that clinging thing on his back. And usually when I say to God, you know, I really don't understand this. I do need insight if I'm ready for it. I'll recognize it. And if I'm not ready for it, God can show me a hundred ways. And I may be on the hundredth way. I'll be like, oh yeah, got it. But along the way there, I'm frustrated trying to figure something out. So it's, it's such a beautiful world that we have these cinematic dreams and that we can see through another set of eyes through another part of our mind, what 
works for us, how our mind works, how big our capacity is, how our brain tries to show us something that, you know, by the light of day is hard to see. And a lot of that is because, just simply because, of the fact that during the day, we're just so distracted. We get to enjoy and we get to employ all the parts of what we have in our minds and let it come to life. It's like our own movie, our own internal movie reel. We are that capable. So I, there's something I hesitate to go to, and that's when, you know, everybody is special. Everybody. There is nobody more special than anyone. There is no soul more important than another. There is no soul that's left behind. But to honor the way yours works, if yours works well through dreams, pay attention to them. If yours works well through process, do that well. If yours works well through structure, create a great structure for you to work in. Help yourself help yourself. And I want to thank everyone who always sends in their dreams because they're so enlightening and they bring about the best conversations. So I'm really like so appreciative of that. But I thank you guys all for putting yourselves out there and sending them in. And tomorrow we have questions Friday. It is Friday. I will see you guys tomorrow. Have a great Thursday. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.